Hey, welcome back to Haunted Haze. I'm Josh. I'm Kristen. And this is episode 16. Yes, and this one's all about ghost stories. Yeah, we're going to talk about the origin of ghost stories. And Uh, I have like a good list of ghost stories in each state. Yeah, we're going to talk about a ghost story from each state, the most popular ghost story from each state. Uh, There's a lot of really interesting ones for sure, so I can't wait to get into that. Uh, But first, as always, please go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Haunted Haze Podcast. Yes, and email us at hauntedhazepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. So, you want to go ahead and get into it? Yeah, let's talk about uh, the history of ghost stories. All right. Since ancient times, ghost stories, tales of spirits who return from the dead to haunt the places they left behind, have figured prominently in the folklore of many cultures around the world. A rich subset of these tales involve historical figures ranging from queens and politicians to writers and gangsters, many of whom died early, violent or mysterious deaths. So what is a ghost? Right? Yeah. The concept of a ghost, also known as a specter, is based on an ancient idea that a person's spirit exists separately from his or her body and may continue to exist after that person dies. Because of this idea, many societies began to use funeral rituals as a way of ensuring that the dead person's spirit would not return to haunt the living. Did you know... The notorious mobster, Al Capone, had reportedly appeared to a disrespectful visitor at his funeral plot in Illinois Cemetery. Spectral banjo music had supposedly been heard coming from inside Capone's old cell at Alcatraz, where he was one of the first inmates. Places that are haunted are usually believed to be associated with some occurrence or emotion in the ghost past. They are often a former home or a place where he or she died. Aside from actual ghostly apparitions, traditional signs of hauntings range from strange noises, lights, odors or breezes, to the displacement of objects, bells that ring spontaneously, or musical instruments that seem to play on their own. Hmm. I always feel like sometimes whenever you see ghosts, you know, it's like you get that residual energy vibe ghost. Oh yeah, like this... But then, like, I feel like some kind of... But then, like, what about a poltergeist? Or what about, you know, like, that's a ghost? I know there's so many interesting levels of ghosts. I know, it's like, whenever you're, like, sometimes at your apartment, the ghost that would open the closet, you know Yeah, it was more like a poltergeist or a... Yeah, like a Yeah, I guess you're right. That, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's so many different things you think of when you think of ghosts. Yeah, for sure. So some early ghost sightings. In the first century AD, the great Roman author and statesman Pliny the Younger recorded one of the first notable ghost stories in his letters, which became famous for their vivid account of life during the heyday of the Roman Empire. Pliny reported that the specter of an old man with a long beard, rattling chains, was haunting his house in Athens. The Greek writer Lucian and Pliny's fellow Roman Platus also wrote memorable ghost stories. Centuries later, in 856 AD, the first poltergeist, 
A ghost that causes physical disturbances, such as loud noises or objects falling or being thrown around, was reported at a farmhouse in Germany. The poltergeist tormented the family living there by throwing stones and starting fires, among other things. Hmm. Ooh, what are other things? Right? I don't want to know. Left off really? some details. <laughs> uh, here's a, so three famous historical ghosts. One of the most frequently reported ghost sightings in England dates back to the 16th century. Anne Boleyn, the second wife of King Henry VIII and mother of Queen Elizabeth I, was executed at the Tower of London in May 1536 after being accused of witchcraft, treason, incest, and adultery. Sightings of Boland's ghost have been reported at the Tower as well as various other locations, including her childhood home, Hever Castle in Kent. America's own rich tradition of historical ghosts begins with one of the most illustrious founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin. Beginning in the late 19th century, Franklin's ghost was seen near the Library of American Philosophical Society in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Some reports held that the statue of Franklin in front of the society comes to life and dances in the streets. Though many ghost sightings have been reported at the White House in Washington, D.C., over the years, perhaps no political figure had made so frequent appearances in the afterlife as Abraham Lincoln, hmm. the nation's 16th president, who was killed by an assassin's bullet in April 1865. Lincoln, formerly a lawyer and congressman from Illinois, is said to have been seen wandering near the old Springfield Capitol building, as well as his nearby law offices. At the White House, everyone from first ladies to queens to prime ministers have reported seeing the ghost or feeling the presence of Honest Abe, particularly during the administration of Franklin D. Roosevelt, another president who guided the country through a time of great upheaval and war. Hmm. All That's right, so crazy. Yeah. Seeing ghosts at the White House. All right, here's some haunted places. Okay. Some locations simply seem to lend themselves to hauntings, perhaps due to the dramatic or grisly events that occurred there in the past. Over the centuries, sightings of spectral armies have been reported on famous battlefields around the world, including important battle sites from the English Civil War in the 17th century, the bloody Civil War battlefield of Gettysburg, and the World War I sites of Gallipoli near Turkey and the Somme near northern France. Another particularly active center of paranormal activity is in the HMS Queen Mary, a cruise ship built in 1936 for the Cunyard White Star Line. After serving in the British Royal Navy in World War II, the 81,000-ton ship retired in Long Beach, California in 1967. The plan was to turn it into a floating luxury hotel and resort. Since then, the Queen Mary has become notorious for its spectral presences, with more than 50 ghosts reported over the years. The ship's last chief engineer, John Smith, reported hearing unexplained sounds and voices from the area near the ship's bow in almost the same location as a doomed British aircraft cruiser, the Carcoa, had pierced a hole when it sank after an accidental wartime crash that killed more than 300 soldiers aboard. Smith also claimed to have encountered the ghosts of Winston Churchill 
or at least his spectral cigar smoke in the Prime Minister's old storeroom aboard the ship. Many visitors to the Queen Mary have reported seeing a phantom crew member in blue overalls walking the decks. Around the ship's swimming pool, reports have been made of mysterious splashes in ghostly women in old-fashioned bathing suits or dresses, along with trails of wet footsteps appearing long after the pool had been drained. Among major cities, New York is especially rich with ghost stories. The spirit of Peter Stuyvesant, the city's last Dutch colonial governor, had been seen stomping around the East Village on his wooden leg since shortly after his death in 1672. The author Mark Twain is believed to haunt the stairwell of his one-time village apartment building, while the ghost of poet Dylan Thomas is said to sometimes occupy his usual corner table at the West Village's White Horse Tavern, where he drank a fatal 18 shots of scotch in oh 1953. Perhaps the That's most a bad death. Yeah, yeah, he felt like shit. Perhaps the most famous New York ghost is that of Aaron Burr, who served as vice president under Thomas Jefferson, but is best known for killing Alexander Hamilton in a duel in 1804. Burr's ghost is said to roam the streets of his old neighborhood, also known the West Village. Hmm. So that's really interesting. That makes me want to watch Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Also, Where'd I made some Hamilton? mental notes. Okay. Uh, some places that you mentioned that I would like to go to. Yeah. Gettysburg. Oh yeah. Where is that? In Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I want to go there. And then the Queen Mary ship. I don't want to go there really, but I feel like we've seen like Ghost Adventures maybe. Where they yeah, they've definitely wanted. It was either. It's some kind one of one of the ghost. We've shows. seen one of those shows. Multiple, go on I that. think, have been there because I I think it's somewhere in California, close to maybe Los Angeles, maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah. I don't really remember where it was, but I just remember we've seen it on TV. I feel like. Yeah, it might. And I feel like they maybe did have stuff happen while they were there. Ships, Ship, but stuff, also like haunted. haunted. Like, yeah, Old Town San Diego is very haunted. Also, New Orleans, one of our favorite cities, right? Oh, yeah. New Orleans has a lot of uh, hauntings. It's known yeah. to be haunted, right? Yeah, we've stayed in a haunted hotel yeah, in New Orleans. Yeah, we had our own experience there, right? Yeah. Shower turning, off and, or turning on in the middle of the night yeah. will definitely uh, make you uh, wake up, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that was pretty freaky, but just New Orleans and just in general, you just have that kind of vibe the whole time you're there. Well, really, that whole area of the country, like that kind of whole Gulf area. It's like the swamp and stuff like that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and there's a lot of tradition and history in that area of the country, you know? Well, because I'm sure they even, I mean, because in the ocean, you know, I mean, like New Orleans is not that far from being in beautiful oceans. Right. So, like, I'm sure that all of that has history people are always going to want to live near the ocean oh yeah yeah Uh, i think it's something like yeah yeah for sure all right so i have speaking of new orleans maybe we'll see let's see what louisiana says but i have a list of all of the so all 50 states have their own uh ghost stories yeah and i guess it's like rated by the most popular in each state yeah well most well known i guess okay so I'm going to just go through it. It's kind of short. Alabama, the Red Lady of Huntingdon College 
1910, a young girl was attending Huntington College in Montgomery. A strange girl. She had trouble making friends, but what most people remember about her is she adored the color red. After months of increasing isolation, the girl finally slashed her own wrist, and her body was discovered in a red gown, drenched in blood. Oh, my God. From then on, the school has been said to be haunted by a woman in red, a perpetual reminder of the importance of being kind to one's peers. Wow, yeah. Is that just an anti-bullying campaign? Well, it also kind of sounds like where Carrie came from, the movie Carrie. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of hints of that, right? Well, I've never seen that movie, to be honest. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I know, I need to. It's like a classic. Alaska, Scary Mary, the Golden North Hotel. Back during the gold rush, a woman named Mary was abandoned by her fiancé in the Golden North Hotel in Skagway. She locked herself in her room and never came out again. Eventually, her body was discovered in the room, dressed in the wedding dress she had intended to wear on her wedding day. And it's in that wedding dress that Scary Mary haunts the guests of Golden North Hotel stalking the halls and searching for the man who made the terrible mistake of abandoning her. Wow. Dramatic. Yeah. Arizona. The La Llorona of Tucson. The La Llorona story, Crying Woman, is told throughout the Southwest, and it always involves drowned children and their mournful mother. But the Tucson version is particularly chilling. In this one, a woman failed to save her children from drowning, in a flood of the Santa Cruz River. After the woman's own subsequent death, the ghost remained on the banks of the river, disheveled and frightened apparition mother, mourning the loss of her children. Wow. Arkansas, the ghost of Route 365. Man, Route 365. One rainy night, a man driving down Route 365 picked up a young girl who was hitchhiking. But when they arrived at her house, the girl had vanished. A light appeared in the window just then, and the woman came outside. That girl is my daughter, she told the man. She hitchhikes home once a year. Yes, but where did she go? The woman asked. She's in the cemetery, the woman explained. She was killed ten years ago. Wow. California, the lady of Stowe Lake. Like La Llorona, the story of the white lady of Stowe Lake is a cautionary tale to all mothers about protecting their children from harm. Here, the story set in 1906 has a woman pushing a baby carriage around Stowe Lake in San Francisco. When she meets a friend and begins chatting away, just moments later she realizes the baby carriage is gone. Ever since then, on foggy nights, people report seeing a distressed woman stalking the edges of the lake. Wow. Sometimes moaning, sometimes crying out loud. Have you seen my baby? God, could you imagine how scary that would be to see that? No, I would would hate it. I hope I never see anything like that. (laughs) She just pops out and goes, where's my baby? Oh, God. Man, that's... That's scary. That sounds like something that would happen at a haunted house. I hate it. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Colorado. The story of Robert Schmell. A very bad man named Robert Schmell was tried and hanged in Georgetown after he went on a terrifying and inexplicable murder spree. Wow. 
The townspeople were filled with so much anger and hatred that they left his body hanging for days. But Schmel got his revenge for his body's mistreatment, as well as the townspeople's inability to forgive. Apparently, he said to haunt the town, a thin, ghostly man flickering briefly in the darkness. Wow, that kind of sounds like a little bit like Freddy Krueger, like. Ooh, I hate it. I feel like it sounds like a, I just can imagine an old western town in Colorado, you know? Yeah. It's this weird. Man I don't is know. flickering. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there flickering. <laughs> flickering today. Flickering yesterday. Oh, flickering smell. Smell. Ooh, that smell. <laughs> All right, go okay. on. Connecticut, the ghost of Frederick Jordan. Frederick Jordan was the keeper of the lighthouse off the coast of Bridgeport. In 1916, shortly before Christmas, he was caught in a gale while rowing home to see his family. Ever since then, the malfunctions of the lights and equipment at the lighthouse are often to be blamed on Jordan's ghost. Wow. Delaware, Lum's Pond. Back in the 1870s, a young girl ran away from home and hid in the woods near Lum's Pond in Newcastle County, which is where her body was eventually found murdered. Her killer was never apprehended, but the girl said to haunt the pond and the bridge that crosses it, with otherworldly shrieks and sudden drops in temperature along the bridge and the banks of the pond. Ugh. Creepy. Florida. Haunted St. Augustine. In St. Augustine, the building that is now home to the restaurant Harry's dates all the way back to the 1970s and late 1780s. A young woman was one of nine siblings being raised in that house. When the Spanish gained control of St. Augustine, she bravely took back her house, and the house was later destroyed by fire. But people say that the woman's ghost still haunts the building where her house once stood, presumably because the woman's home is their castle. Georgia, the Woolfolk family murders. In 1887, nine members of the Woolfolk family were murdered in their beds, and the only survivor, a 27-year-old Tom, was blamed convicted and hanged in front of 10,000 spectators. Damn. The house in Bibb County is now in ruins, and some who make their way to it report ghostly screams, disembodied voices, and feel desperation of doom. Hawaii, the ghost of Pearl Harbor. In this case, it's said that the ghost of 1,177 crew members on the USS Arizona which sunk during the bombing of Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941, continued to haunt the harbor. And it could even be true, seeing as a woman in 2011 managed to capture a photo of a ghastly figure suspended in the water and seemingly crying out in pain. Ugh. Well, no, I want to see that either. No. Idaho, the Boise Murder House. Ugh, God. On June 30th, 1987, a man named Preston Muir was shot and killed in his own home, his body dismembered and thrown into a reservoir. His home ended up becoming a college fraternity, and it is referred to as the murder house. It is said that bloodstains appear and disappear at random, the window blinds open and shut on their own, 
And eerily enough, an unknown woman in a Victorian clothing seems to watch over all these spooky proceedings. Wow, that's really creepy. Yeah. I can imagine a bunch of fraternity guys probably being scared shitless by stuff like that. Oh, can you imagine the stories? Oh, no. Like, who knows? They probably scare people so bad, too. All right, Illinois. The ghost of Inez. A little girl named Inez Clark died at the age of six in the 1880s after being struck by lightning and contracting diphtheria, depending on which version you choose to believe. She is buried in Chicago's Graceland Cemetery, where there's a statue in her honor. The statue, people say, is haunted. It moves and it weeps. It disappears and it reappears. What makes it all even weirder is that Inez Clark isn't even buried at Graceland Cemetery. Wow, that's so creepy. Indiana, the ghost of Step Cemetery. Near Bloomington, in the Steppe Cemetery, is the home of many hauntings, the creepiest of which involves Withering Heights-style melodrama in which a woman who has lost her husband in a terrible mining accident becomes obsessed with caring for her daughter. Then, 20 years later, the daughter is killed in a terrible automobile accident. The grieving mother is said to haunt the cemetery where both her husband and her only daughter are buried. Wow. Iowa, Lucinda's ghost. All I can say is wow, but I love all these stories so far. I keep saying wow. I know. Wow. Well, they they are really good. It's and they're sad too, though. Yeah. They're all like it's like whenever something tragic happens, it's I feel like that's when you're too. most likely to be a ghost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? It's like that makes you, sense. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't live like a boring life unless it was like crazy boring. Then you might still be a ghost, but like because that would be like hell almost. Though. Yeah. All right. Iowa, Lucinda's ghost. Lucinda. North of Burlington, people tell the tale of a heartbroken woman named Lucinda, who was abandoned by her fiance on the night they were supposed to have eloped. Lucinda jumped off a cliff just outside of town. And ever since then, people have reported seeing her ghost on a stony, hollow road. But even when they don't see her, if you say her name, she might appear. And if she drops a rose for you, you're a goner. You'll be dead within the day. Wow. No confirmation as to whether that part actually happens. But as the saying goes, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Man, that's, that's pretty intense. Kansas, the ghost in search of his father's skull. In Ellis County, along the Saline River, they say the ghost of an elderly Native American man roams in search of the skull of his father. He has been murdered by white men in the 1840s. The first sighting of the ghost was from a cowboy camping in the 1879, 39 years later, after a man's son had presumably died, an old man. Wow. Kentucky. The Unknown Dancing Girl. In the late 1800s, a beautiful woman checked into the Springs Hotel in Harrodsburg under an alias. She spent the night dancing in the ballroom until she actually collapsed and died right on the dance floor. The Unknown Dancing Girl was buried on the hotel grounds. Although the hotel has burned down in the last century, her grave remains, and some say she does... Two, twirling and dancing in the moonlight to music only she can hear. Only she can hear. 
That's creepy. Yeah. I can just imagine seeing a ghost like, like fucking... Just out there dancing. Just, you know, it reminds me of that story we had on one of the earlier episodes where the people danced till they died out in the street. Oh, yeah, they couldn't stop dancing? Yeah, that, that's, that's a crazy phenomenon. Louisiana, Chloe's ghost. Clark Woodruff, owner of Myrtle's Plantation in St. Francisville, caught Chloe, a slave, eavesdropping on him. He cut off her ear as punishment, and she retaliated by poisoning his children and wife. Damn. The other slaves lynched her, and it, her spirit has been supposedly haunting the property ever since. According to Myrtle's Plantation, now a bed and breakfast, a mysterious photograph of the woman's figure lurking in a shaded corner, taken in 1992, has perpetuated Chloe's myth. Man. There's a lot of ghosts in Louisiana. I know. It's like Louisiana. How do you even narrow it down to just one? <laughs> yeah, really. We're definitely going to talk more about New Orleans and stuff, though. Oh, yeah. There's so much to talk about down there. Yeah. Maine. The grave of Jonathan Buck. The founder of the town, Bucksport, and one Jonathan Buck, is rumored to have accused a townswoman of witchcraft and sentenced her to hang in the town square. At the gallows, the woman vowed to dance on his grave, so it shouldn't have been to any surprise when some years later, after Buck's death in 1795, an image of a leg appeared on his memorial. And whether it's a vengeful act of a witch or a natural dark natural darkening of stone as a result of oxidization doesn't really matter. The story makes the point of about persecution. Marilyn the Goat Man of Prince George's County. Ooh, that's creepy. The Goat Man. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> everyone in per- Prince George's County knows about the Goat Man. Oh, everyone knows yeah. about the Goat They man. say he's half man, half goat, and totally paranormal creeper who roams the area scaring kids and occasionally decapitating small animals. Oh. No one is certain what his motivation is. Some say he's a goat farmer who went nuts after some teens killed his goat. Others say he's the result of a government conspiracy to breed humans with goats. Do you remember seeing Jim Brewer as the goat boy? (laughs) (laughs) Very vaguely. Okay. Massachusetts, Lady in Black. The Boston area is rich with stories of ghosts, bizarre legends, and baffling events. Reports of the Boston Globe is one that may be most famous. The story of the Lady in Black, who is said to haunt Fort Warren, which was used as a prison for disloyal soldiers during the Civil War. One of the prisoners, Andrew Lanier, a Confederate soldier, attempted to escape with the help of his wife. The attempt failed, and Lanier was shot dead in the process. Mrs. Lanier was hanged later for complicity. Damn. Now, Mrs. Lanier's ghost, dressed in the gown in which she was hanged, has been said to haunt the historic fort, tapping terrified tourists on the shoulder and becoming violent at times. Supposedly, she manually choked a Fort Warren guardsman, although thankfully he did survive. Wow. I don't want, like, I don't want to come across a ghost that can choke me. Yeah, for sure. Or hit you or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. like, I don't want to be touched, please. Yeah. I, th- I do want to actually see, like, an apparition, though. Not at home, though. Anywhere but home. 
Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, not at home. <laughs> Definitely somewhere else. <laughs> and not follow us home either. Michigan. Mini Quay's Watery Grave. That sounded kind of fun. On the east... <laughs> what? There's drowning and being buried alive. Mini Quay's Watery Grave. Come on down. Sounds like a, a old time, like, children's poem. All right. Oh, okay, well... You know, because those were kind of fucked up, too. I got what you're saying. All right. Like the nursery rhymes. Yeah. On the eastern coast of Michigan, Forrester is home of the ghost of Minnie Quay. Minnie died at 14 in 1876, presumably a suicide in the icy water of Lake Huron. At the time, she had been in love with a sailor whom her parents disapproved of. Now her spirit roams in the street of Forrester in the shores of Lake Huron, crying mournfully for her lost love and occasionally trying to beckon a young girl into the icy waters to join her in the watery grave. Mm. (laughs) Minnesota, a ghostly reminder of the horrors of the war. When a young woman learned that her boyfriend died, for whom she had been waiting to return home from World War II, she hanged herself in the bathroom of the Great Deco Greyhound Bus Center. Wow. In recent years, there have been multiple sightings of a woman in that bathroom hanging from a noose, according to Minnesota Monthly. That's creepy. Mississippi. The ghost of Beulah Cawthon. It's the home state. Beulah Cawthon lived with her family in the beautiful Victorian home at the turn of the 20th century. By 1919... She had been committed to a mental institution as a result of severe bipolar disorder. After she died, her spirit came back to the house she loved, and she has never left. Seriously, a family that has bought the house just last year bought it, despite it being advertised as being the home of ghosts of Beulah Cawthon. While the family scoffed, it turned out that they were encountering the ghosts of Cawthon on a regular basis. Yeah, right. Like, we told you. (laughs) Missouri, Jesse James Family Farm. Considering the violence surrounding the life and untimely death of Jesse James, as well as the murder of his brother Archie, there is no wonder the folks of Kearney believe that the farm where he grew up is haunted. The James Family Farm is is said to have been haunted for more than a century. According to the Legends of America... Evidently, it is home to a number of lingering spirits. Lights are said to move about the house, inside and out. Others have heard sounds of pounding hooves, muffled shots, and cries that are reminiscent of the area history, dating back to events of the Civil War. Wow, that's crazy. Montana, the Moss Mansion. Built in 1903, the historic Moss Mansion was once home to the illustrious Moss family. According to the Ghosts and Ghouls, legend has it that they're still there. Apparently, the youngest Moss child died of diphtheria in the home, and now her ghost continues to roam the hallways, making mischief, like slamming doors, flickering lights off and on, and making footsteps heard. Wow, man, that's creepy. Nebraska, the ghost of Clara Mills. Nebraska Wesleyan University is haunted by the ghost of Sierra Mills. 
As a former music professor who died suddenly and much too young and is buried nearby, her apparition has been seen in various buildings around the campus and always wearing the same blouse, dark skirt, and recognized by her tall, slender figure and her long, dark hair. Though she is said to be accompanied by a stale, musky air, she doesn't seem to intend any harm to anybody. She just doesn't want to leave. Even scarier. Yeah, right. Like, please leave. <laughs> Nevada. The Goldfield Hotel Ghost. Ghost Adventures definitely been there. The Goldfield Hotel is home to a large number of reported hauntings. But the spookiest one involves a woman named Elizabeth, who was murdered by her lover when she became pregnant. Elizabeth was never Elizabeth never left the hotel, apparently choosing to roam the halls, bemoaning her tragic fate and searching for her unborn baby. Man. New Hampshire. Jenny West's ghost. In 1947, Jenny West was shot in her living room in Fremont. Some believed that she was murdered, but no one could say for sure. Jenny, however, may have something to say about that, since she apparently has been seen hanging around ever since. Subsequent tenants of the apartment where she lived have reportedly seen activity such as furniture moving and a sense of inhuman presence. New Jersey, the ghost of Drew University. While Nebraska Wesleyan didn't make the most haunted college list, Drew University in Madison, New Jersey did. That's because it's not just one ghost, but many, who are said to haunt the campus. It's just a feeling you get. There are certain buildings you won't walk into by yourself. You couldn't pay me to go into by myself, said a graduate in the class of 1983, referring to several buildings on the campus. These include Ashbury Hall, Mead Hall, and the Craig Chapel, all of which are said to be hosts of Drew's many ghosts. Man, there's a lot of ghosts there. New Mexico, the boy in the theater. In 1951, a hotel heater exploded in the Kimmo Theater in Albuquerque, killing several people, including a six-year-old boy named Bobby. Ever since then, his ghost has been haunting the theater, creating mischief. It's gotten so that performers leave him offerings, even donuts, to earn his affection and his trust so that he doesn't interfere with their performances. Still, when there are electrical or mechanical problems, everyone just assumes it's the mischievous work of Bobby. Oh, it's just old Bobby. <laughs> Messing things up. New York, the Headless Horseman. All right. It's impossible to think of a more famous New York ghost story than that of the Headless Horseman. The spirit of the revolutionary soldier who lost his head in the battle and is forever searching for it throughout the Hudson Valley. There are even Halloween haunted hayrides in Ulster Park, New York to commemorate the Headless Horseman. Yeah, that's That'd be cool. Yeah. That's one of the best ghost stories of all time. Yeah. Right? North Carolina. Washington the lost, Irving. What? Washington Irving wrote that one, right? Oh, yeah. North Carolina. The Lost Colony of Roanoke. Ooh. Roanoke Colony was one of the first European settlements in the United States having been founded in 1587 at the direction of Queen Elizabeth. Three years later, everyone was gone, 
and all that remained was 117 souls that had been left there. It was a signpost in which a word, Croatoan. Yeah, that was like one of the tribes of the Indians, a native Indians yeah. from there. Yeah. It's really a mystery. Yeah, it's not really such a ghost I feel like there's story. probably, is there so many... I guess because they got ghosted? I uh, or are they saying there's ghosts? Ghost? Is it haunted there now where that was? Now it's haunted. Who knows? I mean... North Dakota. The White Lady of Pabima County. When you come upon the old covered bridge in the Tarot Woods in Pabima County, that is known as the White Lady's Lane. You'll know it. Locals say that you'll feel a sense of dread, melancholy, and an uneasy presence. Supposedly, the old bridge is haunted by the spirit of a young woman known as the White Lady. There are several competing versions about who the White Lady was, but all of them involve a young woman who died tragically in the 1800s. Ohio, the real Bloody Mary. They say if you repeat her name three times, 13 times, whatever the number of times, she'll appear. And you <laughs> won't want to know what happens next. But the version of this famous story originated in Ohio. Although there are many competing theories, the spookiest one without a doubt is the one that involves a woman named Mary who lives near Lake Erie and resorted to witchcraft to win the heart of a man whose heart could not be won. After Mary died, she continued to haunt Lake Erie, and if you're not careful, she will drag you underwater. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy that Bloody Mary has, like, a real legit origin. Yeah, I didn't know that. And also, I'm pretty sure we all agree you say her name three times. Yeah, well, we've also heard, like, some, another creepy story about Bloody Mary. Yeah, for sure. Oklahoma, a ghostly child. In 1907, a 7-year-old, Irene Houghton, died of a whooping cough. Or maybe she was poisoned by the nurse attending to her. And so it began, the haunting of the house that became the Stone Lion Inn in Guthrie. The home gives off a strange first impression. At one point, it was used as a funeral home. In these days, there are still reports of mischievous ghost children squeezing the toes of sleeping guests and tap, tap, tapping on the feet of the stairs between the second and third floor. Wow, creepy. Gosh, squeezing their toes? Yeah, that's so creepy. Yeah, like, please go away, little weird-ass ghost child. Don't squeeze my toes. I don't know, maybe it feels good. A foot massage feels good, right? (laughs) Oregon, Anna Marple. In the late 19th century, a local shoekeeper in the... Lafayette area was murdered by Richard Marple who was hung for his crime at the hanging his mother Anna Marple cursed the town vowing that it would be consumed by fire over the next year a devastating fire actually occurred and as well as many others over the next century although the fires have since ceased the ghost of the Marple mother supposedly continues to haunt the town especially the cemetery where she's buried. Her moans, as well as her laughter, haunt visitors to this day. Creepy. Man. Pennsylvania, the haunting of Piney Fork Road. Pittsburgh legend has it that a young woman was killed while drag racing in her Corvette down Piney Fork Road. Ever since then, residents say 
that at night her screams can still be heard, as well as the occasional screeching tire, mm. even when no cars are on the road. That's, That's awful. Yeah. That's like a residual haunting. Yeah. But it's just that, what, that's such terrible energy that it's like... Yeah, it just replays over and over yeah. and over again. Rhode Island, the true story behind The Conjuring. Not long after the pair and family moved into their dream house in Harrisville, a haunting began. At first, it was just odd sounds. Soon, the family members were pulled from their beds. Sometimes, a ghostly woman appeared, and it's said that she had hung herself in the house. Attempts to exorcise her spirit from the home continued until the family fled 10 years later. According to the story, the pair and family's haunting was turned into a film, The Conjuring. One of our favorite haunting scary movies. Yeah, I love The Conjuring. It's a great It's so good. South Carolina, Julia Lagarde's Crypt. In the mid-1800s, Julia Lagarde's family was visiting in Indesto Beach when Julia became ill. So ill that a doctor declared her dead. Fifteen years later, another member of her family passed. When the crypt was open, they found Julia's remains crumpled up by the door. Julia had still been alive when she was placed there. Distraught, the guards left, sealing the door tight. But to this day, the door was found open again. This time, a clergyman shut it. And it continued over the years, even after someone sealed the door with chains. Today, the door remains ajar, and Julia Lagarde's spirit is free to roam around. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, she's like, y'all locked me in here when I was dead. (laughs) Not dead yet, so now y'all are going to lock me in here again. Right. South Dakota, the haunted hotel in Deadwood. Also, bucket list place. Yeah. The historic Bollock Hotel in Deadwood was built between 1894 and 1896. Its original owner, Seth Bollock, who died of natural causes, has nevertheless been haunting the place ever since, or so the story goes. It has been featured on television's Unsolved Mysteries. Guests have reported hearing their names called out by a male's voice when no one is present or being tapped on by the shoulder by an unseen hand. Glasses and dishes are known to rattle and a broken clock is known to chime for no apparent reason. Mm. All kinds of stuff going on there. <laughs> Tennessee, the haunting of John Bell. Oh, that's a familiar one. It's another home. Back in the 1800s, John Bell settled with his family at Red River, later Adams. One day in 1817, Bell saw a strange animal, half dog, half rabbit, on his property. He shot at it, but it vanished. Then, within hours, his family began hearing strange noises inside and outside the house. Within months, the sounds gave way to poltergeist-style mischief, then to outright violence. It didn't stop until 1820, upon the death of John Bell, whose health had declined as a result of the stress. Wow. That's also known as the Bell Witch. Is there, like, a cave or something? Also yeah, the, Bell's w- the Bell Witch Cave, yeah. That's, I think you can, like, tour it, maybe. Yeah, and Adam, I think there's a sign outside of it that says, uh, tour, at your own risk, interhering. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, go, I do want to go visit it. I don't think it's that far away from Memphis. I don't think it is either. Texas, the kiss and kill ghost. Betty William was a f- fast girl from the wrong side of the tracks. 
Matt Caring was a handsome football player with all the right friends. When he broke up with her during their senior year at Odessa High School, her world fell apart. But she asked him for one last favor, to kill her. So goes the true story. But few remember Betty's murder or her murderer. All they remember now is the haunting of Odessa High School by the teenage ghost Betty, who roams the halls to this day. Ooh, creepy. (laughs) Utah, the wandering woman of Latuda. All the hauntings around the abandoned mining town of Latuda involve a woman in white wandering around the ruins. But there's little agreement over the circumstances leading to the haunting. Some say she was killed in 1927 in a rock slide. Others say she committed suicide after her child was killed in a rock slide. Still, others say that her husband was killed and she haunts the town. (laughs) It's definitely a rock slide. (laughs) Others say her (laughs) husband... Sorry. She haunts the town because she was never fully compensated for his death. Mm. How is she getting compensated in 1927? Yeah, who's causing the rock slides? We need to investigate that one. Vermont, Emily's Bridge. A covered bridge in Stowe, Vermont is said to be haunted by the ghost of a woman named Emily who hung herself from the rafters of the bridge after her boyfriend failed to show up for their planned elopement. Although other accounts say that Emily was thrown from a horse off the bridge and died from the rocks below. Either way, in the past 150 years that it followed, there have been reports of the ghostly voices and ghostly figures along the bridge, now known as Emily's Bridge. Mm, that's creepy. That's also like a common theme, these girls hanging themselves after their boyfriends don't come back or something. Yeah, well, and like, they were all planning on eloping. Like, maybe that was the problem. Yeah, he was... Didn't really love you. Yeah. Virginia, a doomed and cursed house. Built in 1715, the Peyton Randolph House in Williamsburg had no history of hauntings until the Peachy family moved in in 1800. Soon after, people started dying there. A lot. It started with the Peachy children, one of whom died after falling out of a tree. Others died of illnesses. But it didn't end with the Peachies. Inexplicable, untimely deaths continued there throughout the decades, including suicides and strange illnesses. But not only does the house appear to be cursed, it also appears to be haunted by the ghosts of those who have died there. That's interesting. West Virginia. Ghostly justice. That sounds like a TV show. It so sounds like a TV show. (laughs) On CBS. (laughs) The story of Elva Zolna Hester is the tale of ghostly justice in Greenbrier County. Elva was found dead in 1897, and foul play was suspected, but the evidence was scant. Then one night, the ghost of Elva visited her mother, Mary Jane, and explained exactly how she had died and who had killed her. It was her husband, and he had broken his neck. Elva's ghost continued to visit Mary Jane until an autopsy finally confirmed that Elva had died of a broken neck. Mm. Elva's husband was convicted from was convicted in the trial that ensued. Damn, so he's the one who killed her? Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Wisconsin. The Ridgeway Phantom. 
One terrible night in 1840, two young men were murdered at the saloon at the small town of Ridgeway. One of them was burned to death. The other was frozen to death. Their murder was never apprehended, and ever since then, a phantom, or sometimes more than one, has been appearing in a variety of forms in, the, in Ridgeway, sometimes as a headless man, sometimes as a spectral light, but always terrifying to those who witness it. Mm, that's interesting. And last but not least, Wyoming. F.E. Warren Air Force Base is said to be haunted by a man named Gus, who lived in the barracks there in the late 1880s. As the story goes, the officer returned from maneuvers one day to find his wife in bed with Gus. Still naked, Gus jumped out of bed and became and out the window. He died on the way down by strangulation when he became tangled in clotheslines. Damn. Ever since then, the soldiers living in the barracks report to see Gus's ghost rummaging around the living quarters. They surmise Gus is still searching for his clothes. <laughs> it's, Gus begin it in. <laughs> I have a question. All right, yeah, shoot. It's a good question, I think. Why do all the ghosts seem to be from, like, the 1800s and earlier? Or in, in since? You know what I mean? Like, not, you like, don't have caveman ghosts. True. You don't have ghosts from, like, the... Middle Ages. I mean, that, that it's does, like you only have ghosts from the eighteen hundreds and. Well, maybe that's because in after so long it erases, right? So, like in the year twenty one hundred and fifty, you'll be seeing ghosts from like nineteen nineties. Okay, you so see what I'm saying? you're saying eventually the ghost like goes into the other side or something, or it just or fades it just away. Something, yeah, it doesn't have enough energy anymore. Yeah, to continue. Also, I believe like uh, people's experiences and beliefs. You know, you know, like your interest in the ghost story kind of keeps the ghost alive, right? I mean, I doesn't mean, that kind of give like... it energy a little bit? Absolutely, I think it does. So, I think that's why some of those could... But I do understand what you're saying. Also, it's interesting that there is a, at least one ghost story in every state. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and that's... I think that that's just one of many. Like, most people have a ghost story. Oh, yeah. Those are just... Those are just one ghost story in each state. Yeah. I'm, there's hundreds, thousands of ghost stories in every state, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, everybody has something. Like, I'm sure that one of the houses on our streets haunted. Oh, absolutely. You don't think? Yeah, for sure. Somewhere in this neighborhood. Because, like, sure think of how many house. people have died. Like, we live in an older neighborhood. People have died in these houses, for sure. Oh, I'm sure. sure there's been tragic deaths here. I know for sure there's been tragic deaths in this neighborhood, Oh, yeah, for sure. But So, it's like... Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean yeah, the ghost stories everywhere just kind of... It, like, makes it hard to understand why other... Some people don't believe in it still. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's, like, some people are, like... There's so many good stories. Yeah. And experiences. But I guess, like, you just kind of... Some people, you just have to experience it for yourself to believe. True, but, you know... Some people don't. Some people story. believe Yeah, some people never have a ghost experience. Yeah, but they believe it still. That's true, and some people don't, like, refuse to believe it. Yeah, and never know? have... Or so. even have experiences and they, like, brush it off. That's definitely not our listeners, right? I'm sure our listeners all have had 
ghost stories to some degree. I would think, or at least are interested in it. Yeah, have obviously. You, yeah, we definitely want to hear your ghost story. And if you, if on your state, have you ever heard of that ghost story? Yeah, are you familiar with a ghost story from your state? Or do you have a better ghost story? I would love to hear a better ghost yeah, story. Yeah, for there sure. Was a, there was a ton. Every state in this had a great ghost story. Like, in even in... I can think of a good ghost story from Memphis with the ghost at the Orpheum. Oh, yeah, You know absolutely. what I mean? Like, there's so many good ghost stories. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, there being ghost stories everywhere you go, like, really kind of shows that maybe they... It's a real thing. Like, yeah. Ghosts really do exist. So, yeah, you uh, do you have a better ghost story? We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can always hit us up at hauntedhazepodcast at gmail.com. Yep, and again, Facebook and Instagram at hauntedhazepodcast. Yeah, look us up there. Hit us up there. Uh, let's play verses. Yes, let's get to it. Who read last week? I can't you remember. Did. I'm going to read this time. All right, all right. Shaking it up. All right. Sticking my hand in the Super Duper Secret Box. I'm trying to grab one. Here we go. All right. And it and is... And drum roll. Snakes versus spiders. Oh, God. Ooh, Ooh. This is a good one. This is a really good one. So, you hate spiders. And I hate snakes, really. Well... I hate spiders more than I hate snakes, for sure. Hands down. Spiders are gross. But snakes creepy. are creepy, too. Snakes are creepy. I don't like either I of them. think that snakes are scarier. Uh, but no. spiders are scary because they're tiny and they can hide better. Ew, they're so much creepier looking. At least a snake looks like an animal. Spiders look like a. Yeah, but at least spiders have legs. And snakes like a get around without legs. That's creepy as hell. Well, they're a little more like a lizard. It's I th- I don't know. I think snakes are creepier. I don't know. Have you ever seen it? What's the scariest snake movie you've seen? You seen Arachnophobia? Con- Anaconda. Anaconda. I don't know if I've seen arachnophobia. With all the spiders? I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, you remember that video I showed you the other day with all the spiders in the house? Yes, I hated it. In Australia? Yeah. Yeah. I hated it. Australia has extreme bad luck on the (laughs) amount of deadly animals that live there. Right, so this 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 is particularly hard to answer in Australia, right? Snakes or spiders? Which one do you pick? They would probably say spiders because I'm sure they experience spiders more... Often than snakes. Yeah. You know, you you see way more videos of like spiders being in their cars and yeah. things like that than of snakes. I think the snakes are more out in the outback. I really hate bugs. So spiders. Are so good. I feel like maybe I am thinking I hate spiders too. Yeah, I'm going with spiders. I they don't know. Fangs. It's a hard. I'm curious to see Ugh. what everybody else thinks. Oh, yeah, I'm sure this is probably pretty 50-50. Yeah. I know people that hate snakes and are afraid of, of terrified of snakes. And I also know people that are deathly terrified of spiders, so. I think that for the record books, though, technically spiders maybe wins. Yeah, there probably are more people with arachnophobia because I don't, what's the fear of snakes? Uh, there's definitely a name for it. We just don't know it. Yeah, but you know arachnophobia. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like you've heard that word. Yeah. Is that we got to look up the name of uh, snakes. Here, look, I'll the look The fear it up. of snakes. All right, so we looked up the fear of snakes, and of course it's some crazy word that you can't pronounce. Ophidiophobia. 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 That's why nobody knows it. Y'all couldn't have thought of a better name for the fear of snakes. That's so common. 
But snakes like coiling and like kind of slithering, that is a creepy look. Yeah. It is a very ugh. And there's look. like, you know, they got the fangs. I hate when they show like the snake pits and there's all the snakes oh, together God, like yes. in a ball. I know that's like ugh. one reason I'm afraid of snakes, I think. That might. Snake pits in particular. Man, I don't know. I don't. What would you rather be in? A, a, a pit of snakes or a pit of spiders? A pit of spiders. A pit of, I hope I die as soon as I, like, am falling like that guy. Yeah. He just dies in midair. <laughs> yeah, because that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, so, tell us. Snakes versus spiders. Which one's scarier? Yeah, hit us up. Podcast at gmail.com. All right, well, we will see you guys next week for episode 17. Yeah, see you there. Peace out. Peace out. Stay haunted.